the podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Good afternoon. Thank you for making us part of your afternoon with Aaron Dickens. I'm Mike Gustafson. This is Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. We are live at the Overton Hotel. Dickens gets his headset on. Our typical pregame Friday setup here. Yeah. Good. Yes, sir. Great you, patio weather. You bet. Great patio weather. Great setup here. Good hotel bar. You walk in the front door and take a look down here toward the bar. And here's our rig and our setup. Great bar. Great food here. How are you doing, Gus? I'm good, man. We've got a couple sets of tickets to give away later in the show. Got a, full, that? Got a full docket. Red Raiders needing a W tomorrow, and they're going to get it. Did you realize, like, for, for as miserable as uh, it seemed around here the last couple of weeks, starting 0-2, and I guess maybe on some level I was somewhat aware of this, but you realize Baylor's lost six games in a row? I did um, because I saw that. I think they were – I think it maybe I saw it after the Texas State game that they had lost five in a row, and then obviously they got beat last week by Utah. But, yeah, and they're on, they're on one of – that's one of the longer – streaks in division one but i don't mean like in terms of a win total but if you put the the five or six you know longest winning streaks their name appears yeah, on it really that's, surprising that's how i saw it i think maybe brett murphy or someone yeah, like that you was. know longest active winning mm-hmm. streaks and longest active losing streaks and and sure enough uh they've lost six in a row and, and they'll they'll break that yeah they will slide this week and they play long island um and so say they'll right. say long island long sorry. island long island <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh but man yeah like even then you start talking about fbs losing streaks and then yeah. I, I forgot who they have after that for their conference opener but they're gonna they're desperately gonna want to win yeah no doubt and uh sorry robertson i believe again getting the start they've got starting quarterback still dinged up there or sawyer i love a kid yeah they play uh they play texas the following week, weekend, yeah. yeah right. So uh, I saw Baylor Eric the other day at the uh, restaurant, and he and I were talking about that because he's going to that game. One of our frequent listeners, and yeah. contributors, yeah, Baylor Eric, uh, and he he was uh, he was not not as uh, he wasn't as excited as maybe you'd you know. I mean, I think he's excited for the trip, but I think he's uh, after seeing Texas play and seeing Baylor play. I don't think he was as uh, ringing with optimism as you'd want to be. Yeah, like because they they host Texas, and then you know Longhorns are ranked fourth in the country. They'll 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 probably squeak by Wyoming this weekend. <laughs> um, we'll see. Yep, that game in Austin. Yeah, um, you know Baylor's going to be an underdog to the Longhorns, and you know that following weekend they're in Orlando, and that's probably not going to be some kind of easy matchup now we'll see if john rice plumley is available for that game i saw speaking of uh I'm, I'm taking the question out of this by the way by the segue here but uh i looked at the uh espn analytics and it puts a percentage like tech tech tomorrow is a 98.9 percent favorite you know that kind of a deal uh 98.8 against tarleton 
Tech is favored in all but three of their remaining games. Probably probably easy to figure the two. K-State and Texas. K-State and Texas. The third. Now, this one was 50.2 to 49.8%. But uh, I was surprised by this. The third is the UCF game. Really? Like the teeniest, tiniest little, I assume in, in terms of a point spread, that'll be a, you know, one point type game or a pick em type scenario. But that surprised me a little bit. And and maybe to the good, like that, that we're favored in all of the other remaining games. Some, some 70 to 30 type spreads. Again, these are percentage points that I'm talking about. And uh, I would probably take that. Take the take us and the UCF no, like a no. Just to take take Tech winning you know seven of their next ten games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, um, and, and rebounding from that zero and two start. You, uh, you know, because because as uh, you know, finishing seven and five this year would be like kissing your sister yep. in a lot of ways because yep. no one was really excited about the idea of seven and five in, on August first. But if if that seven and five comes with a six and three conference record, it mm-hmm. makes it a little bit easier to swallow. You bet. Um, yeah, UCF is interesting. I, I think that they. Uh, I, I wonder how much, like previous seasons, go into that, mm-hmm. because with you know with UCF, um, you know there if it does account for the past at all in terms of hey production from last year or the year mm-hmm. before or whatever. I wonder how you kind of square that circle with all of those numbers and those wins coming in the American, right? So it's not yeah. potentially not quite an apples to apples comparison, um, and, and maybe the the importance of the previous infer, you know previous season's data diminishes as you get more and more from the current year. True. I don't know how involved that kind of algorithm is, but yeah, I don't either. I was wondering that same thing, like how dynamic is it? It is. As the season goes along, I assume there's an opportunity for those numbers to move just as maybe a point spread would move. Because, I mean, I think winning at Boise is, uh, is uh, you know, pretty impressive. It's, it's not a like long road trip you know, for sure. hang it on the yeah. wall and throw a parade, but it's it's an impressive kind of business-like mm-hmm. uh, win. They won by two points. They I think they won on a walk-off field goal. Uh, I think that's the kind of performance that you can uh, you can benefit from later on in the season, knowing that you're if you're in a scrap, mm-hmm. you've done it before. Um, but I don't know if that just like should rocket your stock up. Now, I mean, and you know, we, it's not like Boise's at seventy two hundred elevations, so, so it can't be that impressive of a win. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's interesting, and, and and clearly the the health of John Rice Plumley will play a big factor as well. You bet. Love to get your thoughts and your comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can access that at double T ninety seven three dot com uh, or through the double T ninety seven three mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, we will uh, play some audio for you later on today during the program of Alabama coach Nick Saban. We had Red Raider football uh, with Joe McGuire on last night, the coaches show. And while at that show, if you are physically in attendance, you can write down a question mm-hmm. on a piece of paper and uh, pass it up the line, and, and McGuire will answer it. I think they had a similar setup with Wells and with Kingsbury, but it's been, I think, since Mike Leach that they actually accepted phone calls, maybe Tuberville. Ah. Um, but that 
that because um, that used to be a staple of the sure, coaches' shows. Was, yeah, there was everywhere. No, no texting. No, yeah, uh, but but you know, in the last decade or whatever, that has largely disappeared across the sport. And and oddly enough, one of the few coaches that still has a call-in radio show is Nick Saban. And it's like, hey, man, if it's good enough for Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's probably good enough for Cliff Kingsbury, don't you think? Like, if, if they're not afraid of, uh, of Alabama. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today, as we will most every Fridays, uh, before home tech football games from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics, uh, where tomorrow, before and after the game, they'll be hosting Lubbock's Biggest game day celebration, Wreck'em Alley at the Overton. They'll have live music, they'll have patio games, they'll have cash bar, they'll have all of your favorite game day foods, and much, much more. The pregame party starts three hours before kickoff, and the fun continues after the game. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of goofed and uh, went right up against the music there, so I'll, I'll wrap up my story. Yeah, so Nick Saban, of all people, yeah. still hosts a, a call-in coaches show um so you know the rumor is that the crimson tide fans are pretty passionate and yet they huh. uh they don't they don't they let uh, them you know have at it with uh, old nick you know I, I wonder if the fact that that's still a call-in thing is a tradition that stays in line with one of the most prominent radio shows in that part of the world which is fine bomb you know, Feinbaum is all SEC and, it, you know, was based out of Alabama for a long time. And they are famously still taking phone calls there. So I wonder if uh, if that uh, if that's sort of in keeping with that that tradition. Interesting. Ben, do you have that audio available for us to play here? Coach, how are you, sir? Well, Pee Wee, I've been wanting to talk to you all week, man. I mean, we got to firm up the pocket. <laughs> We're setting too soft. We're getting pushed back in the middle. All right, everybody thinks we can't hold up against the blitz, but they're sacking us with four-man rush, one three-man rush. Only one sack came off of a pressure, so I wanted to ask you what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, I believe you covered it all right there, Coach. How about that? That's awesome. You know? you got a relationship already. Yeah, just... well, because Pee Wee, from what I understand, <laughs> uh, is a, a consistent regular caller. Um <laughs> And yeah, I mean, and, and look at Nick Saban, kind of always seemingly zigging when we expect him to zag, right? Because you're coming off of a loss at home by double digits. You didn't play well. You're you're apparently uh, changing starting quarterbacks. Yeah. And yet he's up there, kind of you know joking around with uh, you know someone who calls himself Pee Wee. Yeah, and uh, almost like he anticipated Pee Wee. You know, like, Coach, how you doing? Well. <laughs> That's, that's pretty good because he could have been real buttoned up and measured and let Pee Wee fire away, but it's like he an, anticipated our boy Pee Wee and just, just laid it out. You can't, we can't give up sacks. We can't give up quarterback pressures with four- and three-man rushes. That's a, You know what? Uh, any coach in America would probably say that. 
Raider 316 says this. Texas Tech 44, them boys from Stephenville 6. Book it. I'd take that right I'll now. I'll take it, yep. Uh, someone else says this actually the biggest game day celebration will be at Aaron Dickens' address. I can assure you that's not true. I can promise you. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I, I am right now. Oh, wow. Dropped them off to get, uh, you know, snipped this morning. The question is, will you go pick them up? Uh that's I, it really hanging in the balance. That story has changed depending on who we've talked to up there. Um, you know, one person has said that, um, yeah, that we don't, that they could just stay. Um, another person has said, oh, if we have room. Anyway, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Love to get your thoughts and comments today on the H Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Did you listen to the McGuire show last night? I got bits and pieces of it. Yes. Did anything stand out? Um, I was reminded of I, – I, I tell you what probably stuck with me was a little bit of the uh, – the, 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 the feel like the, the stuff I really retained was the uh, a little bit of the scouting report about Tarleton. Uh, we knew that there were – I think you and I talked about they're going to be an air raid, air raid type right club and uh, – of course, we've talked about Todd Witten, um, their head coach, having ties to Coach Dykes, Spike Dykes. He was a GA here, an offensive GA under Dick Winder and Coach Dykes. Uh, I think all of that is review from what we've talked about, but the air raid stuff, the, the, the thing that probably if there was one thing that stuck out, I, I, there may be two things. One thing that stuck out was it was Coach McGuire saying just with complete certainty, like, Hey, expect them to take six to eight to ten deep shots. Like, expect it. He said, we'll be ready for it, but they're going to throw the deep ball a bunch. Uh, and if you're in their spot, I mean, why wouldn't you? Sure. You know, like, if, if you're at a massive talent disadvantage, although not nearly as great now as it would have been 15 years ago, just across the board, a generic FCS versus Power 5 statement, um, you're a heavy underdog, you're on the road, why not? Like, okay, might be an arm punt. All right, that would stink, but it also could be PI, and you also might connect sure. on it. May get a DB to fall down or something. I'm sure what, I'm, I'm sure those deep shots, if they're taking them, they would love for those to be, you know, single coverage, look off a of safety, that type thing, and uh, that's where we would hope that our, our people are superior to their people um, and not, not – getting Bailey Zappi because Bailey Zappi came in here and lit us up. Um, but, yeah, and, and he also said, and this was interesting, he talked about Tarleton running some man, like a lot of man defensively. But he said he almost, they almost had to go look at how Tarleton played against TCU last year to see how they might anticipate them calling a game when they're, you know, in a different setup. They're not playing another FCS school. And so that, they weren't sure about that, but they were, you know, seemed like he was sort of licking his chops at the thought of uh, maybe getting a lot of single coverage. Uh, uh, we, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, before my dad, Jerry from Lubbock, passed away four years ago, he had developed that same relationship at the coaches show because uh, he was always there in person. I, I remember your father, Jerry. He would actually come to a lot of our remotes, um, thought very highly of him. Uh, sad that, uh, that he's no longer with us. Um, this from Bobby Hot Dogs. 
Uh, Aaron, if you guys are already paying to give Silo and Lynn the Bob Barker treatment, that means that Mrs. D is attached enough that they aren't going anywhere. Those dogs are yours now. No, so the, that's that's all through LAS, uh, the animal shelter. We're not paying for it. Um, Mike keep Silas. He's he's a good dog, uh, but Lynn is not staying with us. Lynn is not going to make it. No. Not gonna well. Make I mean, the she's cut. in the yeah, yeah at the Dickens household. Yeah. Not going to make that no. cut. Too distracted. Yeah. No. Um, somebody says this is the game of whiteout. Retailers seem to think so. I think it's just uh, show up and be loud out. Yeah, I I uh, I believe it's the agriculture game, but I don't. Uh, we've not received a directive on what to wear now. Maybe retailers are associating. Of course, if I had shirts to sell, I might lead you to think that. But uh, in the past, that agriculture game has been a wear white thing because it was sort of reflective of cotton. But that that has not been an announced theme this year. Uh, but we do know that it's an agriculture game. I think in conjunction with the agriculture game be a big day for the davis college of agriculture Agriculture. yeah but it's like our natural sciences and that's that thing agriculture whatever kasner why can't Uh, this be farming uh, (laughs) you know well uh, the 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 big thing there we've got the uh, 70th reunion of or the seventh anniversary of the mass riders davis college of agricultural sciences and natural Natural resources resources. there it is yeah Yeah. just rolls off the tongue Farming uh, would be so much better. <laughs> the uh, College of Ag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 70th anniversary of the 1953 season, which, if you know, a lot of times when people list out the top five tech teams ever, that 11-1 and team with a Gator Bowl yeah, win over Auburn has to, be, sure. has to be that team that we reach way back into the history books to, to go, yeah, they gotta, they got to have a place on this deal. Uh, but that – when that team played in the Gator Bowl, the Master Rider ran for the first time as sort of an identified mascot. And uh, I think the number of past Master Riders in town this weekend, 47 or 48. So, Very cool. So wear a mask to celebrate. Wear an eye <laughs> yeah. mask like Zorro. That's right. More Tech Talk next. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there. How you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. Would love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3. Dot com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. You can also uh, weigh in through the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. We're joining you today from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, uh, the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics, and also the home of Lubbock's biggest game day celebration, Recomali, three hours before the game tomorrow. And also after the game, they'll have live music, they'll have patio games, they'll have a cash bar. And, of course, all of your favorite game day foods and much, much more. We've had a few questions about this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. And just to clear it up, there is no color out tomorrow. Not not as declared by Texas there, Tech Athletics. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, You can wear whatever you want. Uh, it's not a white out. It's not a flannel out. It's not a purple out. It's just to show up and be loud out. Um, Texas Tech sent out an email. Um, let's see like two hours ago, two and a half hours ago, where it kind of went down, all the game day need-to-know stuff. 
Um, and uh, not not a peep about uh, right. dress code. Yeah, and I think the uh, you know typically when that stuff is going to be announced, it is announced way way ahead of time, and it's pretty loud in terms of social media. And Coach McGuire talking about it on his show and all those things. I think this one, uh, but again, I, I think there there's some the 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 precedent for it, or maybe the the source of confusion is that in the past. There have been a couple of these agriculture games that have been associated with the right. whiteout to sort of reflect cotton, but uh, yeah, not 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 the case this time. And uh, yeah, so so if you want to buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt. Absolutely, support Good the local effort. economy. I'll probably. But, there's been no uh, no official decree, yeah. right? And then the stripe out looked looked good last it did. week. It looked good in the stadium. You said it looked good on TV. The the social media stuff and the aerial photos and things that I saw looked good just across the board, both sides of the both sides of the place. So yeah, good the, work, uh, everybody. You know, sometimes the the in stadium experience does not translate well to television mm-hmm. or radio. Sometimes it does. Sometimes. Sometimes it looks or sounds better on TV or the radio than it does in person. I thought on Saturday it came across tremendous. Good. A plus. Um, the fans sounded incredibly loud the entire game. The light show, you could kind of see the, um, the the effect of that. I think it was a great, great job by the folks that showed up. And you know what? I think that's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal, period. But then, then put into um, – Put into put a, put along with that what we know to be true that there was well well over two hundred visits across all sports football baseball official and unofficial you know so that could be that could be an, a ninth grade you know I mean all all could levels. have lasting effects years down the road absolutely that that's exactly it across all sports across several sports because you know I knew baseball had four guys in and football probably had a million in. Uh, tomorrow night, Tex got a, a top 100 edge rusher in. And I don't know that it's a huge weekend. A lot of times this has to do with availability of the kids. Right. You know, that, that, and it helps when you have 6 o'clock kicks. There you go. That's right. Because they were able to play the game on Friday night and then still get here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, so, you know, the, the, but the, the light show, the crowd, the energy, all of that stuff matters. Uh, you know, Coach McGuire last night on his show referenced, uh, uh, he, you know, Chris Lovell hosted the show, and he was trying to sort, sort of get at the Hudson commitment without you know, without stepping over a line. And he said, I'll say this. It's a, McGuire's response to it. He, he stepped away from any comment about the specific wide receiver, but just talked about how that, that, that group of commitments is he, – he used a bunch of freaks, and he said – he said that post game, one of those one of those kids that was here on the visit had tears in his eyes, like was so affected by the outcome that they had lost that game. And he goes, "This is a commitment, you know. Like this is a high school kid. He hadn't played it down. He hadn't lifted a pound here, you know. Like this, you know, you're getting that kind of emotional buy-in. That's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And it, and it really does speak to, oh my gosh, Owen to Micah Hudson's going somewhere else, you know, all of the kind of emotional prisoner of the moment. And it really speaks to the the depth. The, there's a little more depth to this than just getting off to a bad start or having a big eight, a bad eight days. Right. Yeah, and I think um, I think it's a good 
good thing to kind of keep in perspective because the the the, the work that McGuire and his staff and um, everyone involved, James Blanchard, that whole department, mm-hmm. um, th- th- this is in a lot of ways a, a ground up process. Not that you were fundamentally and completely broken before. Obviously, you went eight and five last year, right? You still have a pretty pretty decent team this year as well you just had a crappy eight days like you said um but once once his players start coming online and i think that's fairly cliche to say right i i I, i'm intellectually honest enough to acknowledge that and if someone wants to call me out on it that's fine uh but once once the guys that he's been recruiting with their system right with with the the numbers that they stress the attributes that they stress and emphasize I think that will be a really fun process to see those players grow and improve, um, which you would think will start, you know, maybe a little bit this year, but certainly next year in earnest. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm I'm so interested in the in the days ahead. Not not certainly not. I'm I'm not ready to put this one in the books and and move on. But just the. It's it's funny that that we as fans and not that this isn't me dunking on our listeners or the fan base in general, but just that we at fans when we sort of bottom out after certainly the Wyoming game and then you put it with the Oregon game and and feel like oh my gosh the the stakes are so high and then my no no square is so sore for being kicked multiple yeah, times exactly yeah. but then you turn to a seventeen or eighteen year old who's still bought in way more than like now that's not to say that they're all like i'm coming to texas tech because the quality of the library and uh, the know, light the, show the faculty yeah. and the the research being done at the so-and-so yeah like but it's, it's like that the, they're not as prone to maybe some of that emotion now as soon as i say that we'll get jilted by somebody but uh the fact is is we're in on some some good players and obviously micah hudson is the headliner put the quarterback with it Hammond and then you look at the fact that this is being done off after a top 30 class last year and uh you know hopefully that points to good days ahead I hope I hope what it points to Dickens is a good decade ahead rather than just a good year or two ahead hopefully this is uh well, about I to mean, be a fun 15 years why, why stop a decade I like it dude I'm, it's I'm with the it. Texas Tech Millennium <laughs> I like presented it. by I'm, Joe McGuire I'm here more tech talk next podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hey there how you going it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com lovex sports station joining you at the official hotel of texas tech athletics the overton hotel and conference center home of wreck alley Tomorrow we'll have live music, patio games, a cash bar, all of your favorite game day foods. The party starts three hours before kickoff, and it will continue after the game. Love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double-t973.com. Someone asks, is there a rock band playing before the game? Thanks. No, sir. I believe it is Corey Morrow. Corey Morrow, Texas Country. Artist, musician. Uh, Tyler asks, is there going to be a crop duster flyover? <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. I did, uh, last week we had a cool flyover. 
and I don't know what the plane is called, but my, uh, my I guess my stepfather, my mother's husband, Jim Fluger, been around town here a while. He was ROTC at Texas Tech way back in the day, and then was a instructor of par- jump jumping out of airplanes with parachutes on paratroopers. And uh, he he texted me and he said, "Hey, this." plane that's about to fly over is the same one that i used to jump out of can you get oh, a cool. video I'm like yeah so we you know i saw it coming and you know got good video and he he said yep that's the one not not I that think, I, the, I think, the model not that exact yeah. plane <laughs> still, no i scratched my initials in exactly, the yeah. you can see it on the wing uh, uh yeah i think i saw that on saturday because it flew over yeah, did as i as we were kind of swapping for game day optimum mm-hmm. game day live must have been a practice run or something. Yeah, there was a, there there was a, I believe two practice two practice runs. I don't know if that's a timing deal or what, but yeah, it did it twice. Like, hey, that's you know that it's a little low because we're we're kind of over there toward Memorial Circle, you know, toward the Victory Bells in that way, and and uh, and uh, like that's not just a regular old Southwest plane, you know, <laughs> taking off there, and it and it did it twice. So I thought that was probably what we were dealing with, but uh, cool look on those flyovers any anytime that happens. You know, it's uh, so much of college football is really unique to American sports, right? Because, you know, they have probably university-level athletics in Europe, but it's not not like this. Not the volume, right? Because, yeah, I mean, the, sure. the, the, the soccer players, when they're young and identified as future professional talent, they're sent off to academies and they're, they're – thrown into that kind of specialized stuff professionally very early but like they don't do flyovers before sporting events in, in europe like let alone for you know a amateur athletics right uh let's see we get this on the yates flooring center chat line from tyler i heard it was an ac 130 that sounds about right i'll take your word for it i just know it was the the type of plane that uh parachuters jump out of yeah, big honker. Um, have you heard much about this Dartmouth Union thing? Yeah, very interesting. I, uh, I basketball read, team. Yes, yeah. I read it because if if you haven't heard, um, the uh, the Dartmouth men's basketball players uh, are seeking employment status and unionization. They're the first college sports team to undertake this since Northwestern tried in 2015. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. This could potentially have big, long-standing effects, and it could potentially not really do anything, much like the Northwestern attempt eight years ago. But what I found was interesting was the genesis of this. Um, I know, union talk. Uh, the genesis of this. <laughs> Fake Ivy talk. Uh, That's real there's no doubt. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> This, getting you started this up. crap would never fly at Harvard, getting let me tell you. Getting started up here. <laughs> um, in, uh, in January uh, of 22, so over a year ago, um, the, uh, the dining hall employees unionized. The students that worked the dining hall or dining halls at Dartmouth, they unionized. Uh, they were dissatisfied with, I guess, work shifts, pay, whatever. Um, and... They went through the whole process. They were certified by the National Labor Relations Board. Um, they, you know, were initially recognized by Dartmouth. 
that union collectively bargained a pay increase, et cetera, et cetera. Ultimately, insignificant, not something that we would discuss in the show because who cares? Good for them, I mm-hmm. guess. But what's interesting is at least one member of the Dartmouth men's basketball team worked in the dining halls and was part of this effort. I don't think that he was some kind of like ringleader, right? He wasn't like sitting on a table with a, a megaphone um, or, or, you know, with a picket or whatever, but he was involved. Like he was there. Yeah. And so that experience, it seems, influenced this effort. So, of all the things. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, a, who, right. who would have thought that dining hall, you know, pay could potentially, like, it's like that, uh, that domino meme where it's like these tiny dominoes that slowly, you know, it's like, you know, Bert flaps his wings and then, you know, domino, 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 World War Two or right. something like that, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I assume we're dealing with a, uh, I mean, it really is also interesting that a uh, member of the basketball team worked in the dining hall. I mean, very, well, that's very yeah, Ivy League there. What, that wouldn't fly at Harvard. No. No. <laughs> yeah, probably. There's probably a lot of places that wouldn't fly. It could be a walk-on kid, whatever. But, uh, yeah, back in the old days, you'd work in the dining hall and maybe pay your way through school or something. But uh, I don't know if yeah, that, would, I don't, I don't know if that cut it really, in the Ivy League. I don't know that you could pay your way through school anywhere now unless you're some CEO. Right. Um, like my dad, I don't know that he paid for all of it, but he paid for a good chunk of it working at McDonald's. Yeah. Was, and that was sure. in the late 70s. Sure. And that was at A&M. And you definitely couldn't do that now. Um, what's interesting about this compared to the Northwestern attempt is that there are dramatically fewer players, obviously, on a basketball team um, than a football team, sure. especially when you're just talking about scholarships. Although I guess they don't do that in uh, in the Ivy League. Never mind. But either way, it's easier to manage twelve sure. to fifteen guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you is it a majority? Is it three quarters? Anyways, whatever that threshold is, has to be easier to do that on a basketball team than a football team. Yeah, it really is. Some team meetings and uh, some small group conversations and somebody reporting back to somebody saying, yeah, I think I got uh, I got four yes votes. Yeah, probably already done the, yeah. The, Uh-oh. The, Dickens is a no vote. We can only afford two more no votes. Well, I just, I don't want to be, uh, be tainted as I hope to transfer to a real Ivy League school. Oh, so I don't want to be, I want to wow. be kind of a clean candidate. Here we go. Take that, Brown. Um, take that. This on the Yates Flooring <laughs> Center chat line from Sam. Aideen <laughs> is affinity for Dartmouth is getting out of control. Uh, why do you hate Cornell so much, Dickens? More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there. Happy Friday. Thank you for spending part of your afternoon with us alongside Gus. I'm Aaron. We're joining you uh, near the bar here at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics and the official Lubbock Hotel of the Texas Tech Alumni Association. I wonder how many official uh, hotels are with the alumni. Like, is there an official hotel in Dallas and Houston? Like, how how deep does this go, you reckon? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh I know, know who. I mean, we know who we could uh, go to for the answer. But yeah, that's. Uh, it, and there could very well be a chain, you know, like a Marriott Hilton, La Quinta type flag that would 
beyond something like that. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, but yeah, this is the good news is right here. This is the place to be if you're coming into town for really any sporting event. A lot of times you get the basketball and baseball season. And not that you want to be staying under the same roof as the Kansas State basketball team, but a lot of those basketball and baseball teams stay here and probably fill in the blank, tennis track, softball, et cetera. Yeah, this is a, this is a good place, good hang here too. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, my wife is involved in uh, recruiting, and they'll, they'll usually have their folks, their candidates and stuff, uh, shack up here for the night when they come to tour a, a facility or whatnot. So yeah, great. It's, it's, it really is a great place to show oh, off sure. campus because it's right across the street. Well, it's a uh, top-notch facility. They've got great uh, um, extras, you know, restaurant. You bet. Bar. Patio. Tremendous patio. Um, so come hang out. Uh, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'm starstruck. This is from Scott. Just had to drop off something at the Overton with the chef and saw A.D. and Gus in person. Good to see you all. Wish I had time to say hello. You should have. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Wish. Heck, yeah. We're, we're right here. Yeah. Um, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Val. Worst job I ever had was dishwasher in a frat house. My pay was that I could eat meals there. What's the worst job you've ever had? Uh, worked at a car wash. Just kind of sounds pretty standing miserable. on the broom line. I mean, on the, you know, because I wasn't even in charge of the, of the, pushing the buttons and turning the stuff off and on it was like here's this here's this broom and you were kind of doing the undercarriage of the cars and stuff that was the yeah you dunk it in the water kind of scrub that before it went in kind of hit hit the bugs and stuff on the front and yeah it's it's that sounds miserable glamorous duty yeah yeah and that and and that uh Old, old old guys like me remember red carpet car wash owned by rip griffin mark griffin that 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 good family of people it's our chairman of our board of regents now but uh his family business or his dad's family business but it's it's it it was where uh the 19th and quaker market street is okay i mean among the many things sure. that were on that corner was a was a car wash so good old rip i actually haven't had that many jobs um i've worked uh i just haven't yeah you haven't you haven't hot job hopped yeah so I, w- I would probably say the worst job that i ever had was was Probably working as a cashier at Best Buy. Eh, it wasn't like this was before you were doing it, the IT support. Yeah, there, this yeah. was in Houston before I went to school, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it was I was a cashier, but uh, they had us push like you know BS extended warranties and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it certainly a lot. It sounds a lot easier than being the the, the broom guy for a car wash. Well, I probably had a lot easier. Yeah, I'm in not, terms of just the, the heat and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it's. Uh, um, yeah, later on you graduated to the to the IT. Support. That was cake. Yeah, no, well, that I mean, was a that, breeze. That, that's got to help this like, type stuff. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I knew pre Geek Squad. Right, we yeah. uh, right before up until I, I quit right as they were transitioning because I was going off to spend a semester in Spain. Um, I knew just enough to like act as a body for that department, but not really enough to really do anything so i would get to just kind of stand up there at the desk and you know bring stuff in and print out labels and then i just kind of hang out and let everyone else uh fix it you uh, couldn't run an antivirus or anything dude no i mean i, I could yeah no that. i mean i could do the basic stuff that most everybody can right. um this in the yates flooring center chat line why is the audio so much better at the overton as opposed to at twin peaks where it sounds like it's a gym well i mean there's a lot 
more kind of hustle and bustle at Twin Peaks compared to the, uh, you know, the, the hotel bar at the Overton. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, the, there's hustle and bustle here, but it's, like, farther away. Yeah. As opposed to Twin Peaks, it's kind of right here. Like, um, a, a little more than an arm's length away at I Twin think Peaks. probably a, a different crowd, too, right? Yeah. Because for the most part, you probably have, and this isn't, um, I mean, one isn't better than the other, but, like, at the Overton, you probably have folks largely from out of town that are either fresh off of a travel day or, you know, whatever. They're just kind of looking to chill out and enjoy their their afternoon. Whereas Twin Peaks, you've got people coming off of work. You've got people just, you know, families going out to eat for, for a meal. Yep, buddies at the yeah. end of the work day. Yeah. So conversation probably a little bit, uh, the, the volume a little bit higher at Twin Peaks. Uh, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, is it me or did the Joe McGuire let's go uh, do those sound much shorter this year? Wonder if someone coached him up. I haven't noticed. Huh? I have no thoughts. Yeah, I have no thoughts on that. I don't, I just, that uh, did I, I'm curious. Did you think it was bad before? No, I yeah, I have no. I mean, I'm 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 genuinely asking. It's not something that I had really noticed. But did that did the length of the let's goes bother you? Is there like an optimal length for the, for a let's go? Yeah, I mean, I guess if he's fitting it into a like a a thirty second commercial, like I think he does one for the Ronald McDonald House. Of course, the you know that that's been a long standing that's sure. been associated across yeah. several head coaches. Uh, but I think he does one in the commercials for that. But you know, you've probably got thirty seconds to get that information. You got it's got to be more of a let's go. You know, you got to we can't can't drag can't take eight seconds on the let's go. Got to get it all in. Uh, Randy has this in the Yates Floorings in our chat line. What about the appetizers? Are they as good uh, as Twin Peaks? I've never been disappointed by any of the food that nope. we've received nope. at uh, the Overton. Yep, and, uh, and like and and in many cases have been pleasantly surprised by you know the the selection. I mean, it, it can go to a higher end food here. There's good bar food here, but it can go to a higher end like you know, sure the entree. I mean, the, the, you can get fancy food here if you need to. If you're into that sort of thing. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Worst job, line oil field slush pits with plastic. Lots of digging ditches Oof. in sand and or uh, caliche. Yeah, that, that's when, when you talk about work. Oh, yeah. That's work. That's, My, a, that's backbreaking at the end of the day. And then you put that in, like, think about what we just finished. I mean, a week ago we, we were still dealing with 101 every day or 105. And you're doing that kind of stuff? That's brutal, man. That, there's a toughness that goes with that stuff. My father, um, one summer, I think this was maybe between high school and college. So the summer after his senior year of high school. Because um, he lived in Baytown, right? A lot of refineries and stuff out mm-hmm. out that way. And so he took a job doing, I, I think, something similar to that. He was digging ditches. Oof. And uh, I, mm. I've never done that. But just listening to his stories, generational trauma from that. Um, <laughs> like he did it, and you're still affected and, by and it. And so I have a, a, a very healthy respect for that kind of stuff, and also uh, it helps to kind of keep everything in perspective. Like if I ever want to like gripe about like you know anything with this, sure. or my other gig is like I'm not digging ditches. And the other thing is that's a that's a that's a somebody doing that like if if your son your son sounds like a wonderful kid but if he got to yeah. college and 
flunks out his first semester and that kind of thing and then gets to here's here's a shovel yeah. here's what you're going to do for a while a lot of times that's the sort of thing that goes you know dad that school thing that, that wasn't that bad after all like I, i've grown up a ton and sitting so, down yeah it can be a real like those type of things can be like real perspective gainers because you you do kind of understand i don't know exactly what i want to do but it's not that <laughs> and so i you know you, you i mean you really do get you really can be affected by that kind of work. If if uh, if someone needs perspective, go roof houses oh, for a summer God, or something. Yeah. My God, those are some tough, tough folks that do that kind of work, and I have nothing but respect. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.